Welcome to Slick of Hearing Radio episode 57. Today we'll be talking about the inaugural Crazy K-Pop Super Concert. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Okay. And with me today is, again, our friend Alice, a.k.a. Ping. How are you doing? I'm good. Just uh, had a lot of pizza, stomach's full, and uh, satisfied, ready to go. Fired up. Fired up. Are you sure about that? Yeah, to talk about to talk about Crazy K-Pop Super Concert. One of the best concerts of this year. <laughs> okay, sure. We'll, uh, we'll discover that as we go along. Alright. And, yeah, for me, I got a big bottle of strawberry soju. Which I will be drinking out of a souvenir cup that I bought during this trip to crazy K-pop super concert. Uh, it's the same cup that Itzy bought on their trip to New York. So hard to describe it, but it's basically a shot glass with boobs on it. <laughs> Not straight from the bottle. Um, I can do it straight from the bottle, but I don't want to get too drunk during this this recording so i think i'll just do it through the shot glass i think when you start reliving the memories of this concert you might have to start drinking it from the bottle we'll see so let's just uh get right into it we got a few things to talk about in regards to this event and the first thing i like to discuss is your initial thoughts when you first heard about crazy k-pop super concert well, when it comes to any concert, especially, you know, a K-pop concert, um, the most important thing to look at is who is organizing the events. Because as you may have remembered from uh, previous years, there's been some uh, questionable events that have happened by uh, some sus- suspect promoters and people either got scammed or people or the event didn't happen or it got canceled and then, you know it, obviously that's a headache for people who may have um booked flights and hotels and stuff to travel for this uh event so you know once the concert got announced obviously the very first thing is to check out who is the one organizing the event the promoter and the organizer of the event and um, when I checked it out, I honestly didn't have any negative um, feelings about, you know, how, how this event was going to be prepared, how this event was going to be uh, produced. And uh, I know I had some friends who actually told me that this event seemed kind of sus. But I had, you know, from looking at this, the artist lineup, I didn't really have... Uh, any uh I, I wasn't apprehensive at all about this concert like i i had a feeling that it was going to happen which it did and um yeah i mean that was pretty much my initial thought on it like i saw that was happening i saw that i was coming which was very exciting and unbi also which made it even like it was like the icing on top of the cake so to say and uh you know after checking out the pro- the promoter and uh, doing a little bit of research, I didn't really have any hesitation about about going. 
And yeah, bought a ticket as soon as it dropped. I was a little more on the fence because it's a significant investment uh, for me to go to any concert outside of Canada. Uh, I was, yeah, a bit skeptical, like like you said, because there was a bunch of bullshit shady things going down last year that didn't put a lot of confidence in all of these new events. And I was mainly interested in seeing Ive. Uh, uh, everyone else was just a bonus. But Ive was like the the main thing I wanted to see. And yeah, I didn't do a lot of research into it because uh, as we'll discuss later in the ticketing, um, I, I didn't buy a ticket right away. <laughs> so... Uh, Oh yeah, man. You also had me to like tell you, <laughs> uh, you know, tell you about it. But yeah, I mean, um, again, I I didn't really think that there was gonna be a problem with the concert. It did happen, and um, yeah, I've would be uh, Gravity AB6. I actually really like both of those boy groups and Monster X. Um, Shonu and Hyungwon were there, and Shonu is like my favorite Monster X member. So I was very excited for the concert. Overall, Gravity was actually an addition. They made that addition late into the, um, into the, like after they, they announced it like a month or two after like the initial announcement. But, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, the lineup for my tastes was very interesting. Yeah. I'm surprised that I actually recognized any of the, the boy groups. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you are, you do like a AB6, right? I, I know yes. you like some of their tracks. AB6 is one of the few K-pop boy bands that I will actually like follow all of their releases. I wish more people did. Well, I, I guess I, I'm one of the few that's still sticking with them after all of their their turmoil, but they got some good shit, so I'm pretty happy that they were there. But I think we've covered why we wanted to go to crazy K-pop super concert. I've all about Ive. Yes, Ive and Unbi and other friends. <laughs> uh, Anyoung's and friends, Eugene and Wonyoung. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually a really big Ive fan. Like, I really love. Actually, my my favorite member in Ive is um, Galer, who's the oldest, and and Liz, who's like the one of the middle, the, like the middle children, I guess. <laughs> but she's so funny. Yeah, I, I actually like Eugene and Wonyoung are not my. In my top two, which is funny. Yeah, I like the uh, the big dog in Liz. Yeah, the big dog. I'm glad that you like Liz too. Liz is so funny. She deserves. She deserves. Uh, she deserves my fans for sure. Give her a round of applause. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. So, the ticketing actually wasn't that bad, but for this event, uh, it's actually pretty straightforward. And somewhat affordable. So what type of ticket did you get? Well, I think um, just like you, I think a lot of other people also had their apprehensions about like going to this concert. And not just that, but like a lot of people didn't know about the concert, strangely. Um, I guess that wasn't really well promoted or something because like after I went to the concert, people were asking me about like, the concert itself and like I was there and like they had no idea that the concert was actually a thing that happened. Um, but yeah, like for me, 
like as soon as I saw the lineup, I was like, day one, I'm going to grab the best ticket that I can get. And um, with UBS Arena, UBS Arena is actually, they have like a, a corporate sponsorship uh, or they are partnered with American Express. I'm not exactly sure what the relationship is there, but American Express has a lot of, um, you know, if you're an American Express card holder, you have a lot of benefits at UBS Arena. So um, one of the benefits for this concert was American Express card holders could get a pre-sale um, even, you know, like it was like a two days before the general sale. There was like the American Express pre-sale and then there was the regular pre-sale and then there was the general sale, like three days in a row. So uh, straight away on the American Express pre-sale, I logged on as soon as the tickets dropped, grabbed a couple of front row seats uh, for me and my friends and uh, checked out. And it was, you know, relatively easy actually. Um, you know, especially compared to some of the other concerts I've attended this year. And um, they were off to the side, uh, to the stage right. And I did try to check like middle section tickets, front row. And I did not see front row middle at all. Like over the course of the three days of pre-sale, Amex pre-sale and general sale, so I don't know if I just missed it or they just like went so fast because I think I I think I was in a queue. It might have been a short queue, but I, I I'm pretty sure I was in a queue and to get in on the Amex presale. So maybe it, like all the front row seats just got this you know just got taken. Um, the front row center seats got taken like right away. But um, yeah, I mean there were people sitting there, so they must have sold it somehow. Or maybe maybe it was like uh, friends and relatives or something. Um, but yeah, that that was my ticketing experience. It wasn't it wasn't too bad. Yeah, and for me, I bought my ticket very 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 late, like almost a couple of weeks before the uh, the event itself. That's not late. That's not late. I literally bought <laughs> I bought the Lucemble ticket fifteen minutes before the concert started yesterday. You got me beat. Yeah, but my seat was in the lower bowl, and I took a virtual tour of UBS and uh, figured my seat would be good enough. Yeah, it looked good. It was. I mean, I was kind of high up in the bowl, but good enough to to do some uh, bootleg photography <laughs> from up there. But uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad, the ticketing experience, because by the time I bought my ticket, almost all of the floor was sold out. And only the back rows were available for floor. And since I'm a short person, the back row was not good for me. So when they have the 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 setup of the stage at UBS Arena, and there's no extended stage, like they have like six sections of floor, and there's like three sections in the front and the three sections in the back. Like the three sections in the back, you're probably not seeing anything. I don't care how tall you are. I think even if you're like seven foot, you're not going to be seeing much. Yeah, because I figured like looking at how how the virtual tour was and what it possibly might be, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a good uh, location. No matter uh, no matter how cheap they were selling it for. So yeah, I stuck with the the bowl section just off to the to the right. So not not too bad. Actually, a very, very good view for for this type of event. 
But yeah, the ticketing was so easy because every, well, everything was still available. So it wasn't like everything was sold out and I could just click on whatever and sign up without any issues. Yeah, I think only, I think they only sold like um, half maybe of the uh, arena, if even. I know like the top section was like completely blocked off. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I saw when we actually got into the arena. It's like the the top section was exactly like the map. It was very sparse, I'll say. But uh, in addition to the actual concert ticket, there was a separate VIP package sold by our friends at All K-Pop. And this came in, I believe, VIP package A, which was about 400 American, is that right? And VIP B, which was more around 199 american i think it's like just half the price it was uh so first of all i hope you did air quotes when you said all k-pop are our friends uh yes <laughs> I, I did the air quotes um, so the vip package a uh well first of all when the concert tickets first came out the VIP package, I think there was only one VIP package. And the VIP package was like $250. Um, no, I was two, I think it was $200. Yeah, it was $200. And basically all it got you was the sound check, a t-shirt, and the, um, the this like light up pendant thing that they, you know, it was like, some AliExpress thing that you could have probably gotten for like five cents a piece. Um, I, I don't know if the send off was included in the original VIP package, but I do know that it did not sell well. It sold very poorly. And um, it wasn't until Gravity got announced about like a month or two or a month and a half, maybe after the concert was originally announced that they decided to change the VIP package <laughs> not only because it was not selling at all, but also because the the show was not selling at all. Um, there were a lot of seats about a month into the after the ticket sale. I, I believe it was only like maybe twenty percent of the arena was sold uh, at the time. So they changed the VIP package, and then they came out with the the two. There might have been three tiers even of. Um, VIP packages where everyone who had purchased the original VIP package was transferred over to the new VIP package A, which was $200 uh, per package. Uh, and then the VIP package B, which was a new thing, was $150. And if there was a, if there was a C, I can't remember if there was or not. I th I'm pretty sure there was, um, you know, I, I probably have it in my phone actually, but, um, cause I wanted to keep a record of like all the things that they promised, uh, VIP package C, I believe was like a hundred dollars. So I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. 99, 150, 200. And, um, yeah, that's before the taxes and fees and stuff. Okay. I think I was converting it to Canadian dollars. So it was like 200, 400. <laughs> 
you had uh, a ticket that was already transferred over, right? So you didn't have to pay extra. No, I didn't buy the original VIP. I, I, I like I had just mentioned the VIP was terrible. It was like two hundred dollars for nothing. Like they didn't even call it a sound check. They called it a stage check. Like, did, does that mean like the artist came out, took a look at the stage for a couple of minutes, waved to the audience, and left? Like I had no idea what it meant. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just like. It was just like $200 for a questionable thing. Like I had no idea what the stage check was. So uh, I didn't I didn't buy the VIP until the new VIP tiers got announced, which included a group photo. Yes, the infamous group photo. So you bought uh, package A, right? The full thing? Yeah, so I bought package A, uh, obviously for Ive. You could select the artist that you wanted to uh do a group photo with you know the vip package you would choose the vip package a and then you would choose the artist that you would want to be with and in this case it was uh i've and i tried to reach out to them on twitter about like buying multiple packages i was like yo take my money i want to do a group photo with unbi as well but they would not respond to me so uh yeah I mean, in hindsight, it was probably a good idea that I only was able to buy one VIP pack or that I ended up buying only one VIP package. But uh, I still would have really liked the picture with uh, Unbi. I think a lot of us would have. <laughs> kind of sad. But yeah. What did you end up with? Uh, VIP B, which was just the, the photo op with I've and none of the cool things that you got in package A. So no t-shirt, uh, no AliExpress light thing, um, whatever else you got that was bonus. I did get sound check though, so sound check and photo up. Oh, I'm, I, okay. I, I found I found the, the photo of the, the VIP pan, fan package. There was a C, a VIP package C, and... Um, yeah, so the price was $210 for VIP package A. And VIP package B was 150 and VIP package C was 100 It says here VIP package A and B gets the meet and greet photo, which they specifically stated a group of five with your artist group choice. The exclusive send-off. Yeah, that's that was new. That wasn't in the original... Um, VIP package. So they added the send off to VIP package A only. And um, <laughs> yeah, so the only thing that VIP package A got versus VIP package B was the send off and the uh, the t shirt and the lanyard. Okay. And what did C get? Was it sound check only? Yeah, C got the stage check as well. C got the stage check. C also got the t-shirt and the lanyard. But they didn't get the photo. Interesting. So you can choose one or the other or both. Makes sense. Okay, I mean, when you look at it, it makes sense. But who would pass up a photo op for a shitty lanyard and a t-shirt? Stranger questions have been answered. So, uh, I mean, like, you look at this and it says meet and greet photo. It says for a whole, uh, it says meet and greet and photo. So it's a meet 
you meet them, you greet them, and you get a photo. That's what's clearly stated. And it says the group photo will be a group of five. Five people with your artist group of choice. Well, since we're on that topic, did the expectations of VIP read the reality of it? I mean, yeah, when you, when you read this, it's very exciting because usually group photos, um, they usually, uh, you know, at best, at best, you'll get one to one per member um, if it's like a group. Um, if it's like a solo, a solo artist, like I've done group photos with a solo artist where there was like four of us, where there was five of us. I've done group photos with a solo artist where there was 10 of us. It was insane. Like you're going to have 10 people in a photo with one, the, one, the, the solo artist. And this one, in this case was Kang Daniel, Kang Daniel. So like, that was just like the worst group photo experience I've ever had. Uh, and then I've had the group photo experiences with Luna for example, where they did like three, like three people per member. And then there's been like group photo experiences where in most cases, it's usually two, um, two fans per artist member. So if there's like five members in the uh, group, then there's like 10 people in the photo plus the five members of the uh, the group. Um, if there's six people, it's 12. If it's 10 people, it's 20. If, it, <laughs> if it's four people, it's eight, you know? Like that's usually how it is. If you're lucky, it's like a one-to-one, -one, uh, meaning like five artists, five, five members of the group get five fans. Um, in this case, it was a group of five with... You know, these groups, like, for the most part, okay, so AB6 has four members, right? But, so that's more than them. And, and Unbi is a solo person. So that's still five per, five to one. It's not really great. But if you look at Ive and, like, uh, Kravity, like, Ive has six members. Kravity has, like, what, nine members? Um, and then it's just, like, it's, like, a no-brainer for, for if you're a fan of that group. Because, like, it's very easy to get, you know, four people, four other people that you know and take a photo with you know your favorite artists all together that's a great group photo but it's a lot you know different when you have to do like two to one like if there's six members of ive then there would be 12 people you have to find 10 other people who you know and are friends with and are also fans of ive at the same place i don't know if you know some people might be able to do that and but you know for me i i'm lucky i was able to find five people <laughs> you know yeah so describe how that went for us because we were only there for Ive and we were expecting five as they advertised but something else happened so describe what that happened <laughs> Let, let's begin from the beginning <laughs> so you know anyone who's experienced the k-pop concert vip you know you have to go there you know relatively early right like um in most cases a concert would start at 7 p.m you go there at like 3 p.m you check in then the vip stuff happens if it's before maybe it'll happen at like five like five o'clock six o'clock um you know like the sound check and stuff like that um and then sometimes maybe you do stuff after 
right? But usually you'll show up at like 2 or 3 p.m. if you're early, if you want to be early. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you just want to be there and enjoy the vibe because, you know, there's other people there, you know, K-pop fans in the community. You might show up at like, you know, 12 or 1 or something. But they sent an email. I can't remember who it was that sent the email. It might have been UBS or it may have been all K-pop or, or something. I got two. So one from UBS and then one from all K-pop. So Yeah. So I believe the UBS one. Um, oh, no. no I, I can't remember now. The one from all K-pop is the one that told, told us to come at like 1.30 told us to come at 1 30 p.m the thing starts at 2 p.m uh to, to go inside the building the um, the photo or something happens at like 3 p.m and then the stage check happens at like 5 5 or 5 30 or something like that and then but you know if you got that all k-pop email and you followed the all k-pop email you would be s-o-l you'd be shit out of luck because you would have been effed over by that all K-pop email. If you got the second email from UBS and you actually paid attention to that email, the UBS email stated that you needs to come at 12 p.m. to check in. And if you followed that email, you may have been okay. I say may because you may not have been okay as well. <laughs> because the check-in process, I don't know like what was happening i don't know why it was so slow i've never seen a vip check-in that lasted at least 45 minutes to an hour but I, i've heard that some people were in line for two plus hours in the vip check-in line just to check in just to check in it was taking people one to two hours i do not know what happened. Like they had like six people checking people in and it still took like an insane amount of time to check everybody in, right? So like I I don't know what happened there. Like in experience, like did somebody drop the ball? Like, but that was the check-in experience. So imagine you had come in at... Uh, 1.30, which was the time that all K-pop sent the email and said that, okay, the check-in starts at this time. Um, and then you get there at 1.30 and then you're in line for two hours or an hour and a half. Let's say, let's say, let's be, you know, let's not exaggerate. I, 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 I really, I kind of, I kind of doubt that somebody waited two hours, but it's possible. It's definitely possible because that line was insane. Um, so let's say like an hour to an hour and a half somebody waited. Right. But the photos started at 3 p.m. to take, you know, to, to do your group photos. So, like, by the time you get there, like, let's say somebody saw that you have to get there at 1 30 or you check in, but you know, like, who, how many people are actually going to show up on time? Right. So, you get there at two and then you get there at two and you're in line for an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two hours. By the time you get in the building, it's like 3 30 to four. Right. And like they're all that, you know, would already have been where they're already doing the photos. Well, huh. unfortunately, the way that they did the group photos was first the Unbi and Monster X did it because Unbi is by herself and Monster X um, 
was uh, just two people. And I believe AB6 did theirs too. So Ive and Gravity were last. So if you had purchased a, uh, stay, uh, a VIP package A for either Unbi, Monster X, or AB6, you and you came maybe at like 1 p.m. Because I think even if you arrived at like 1 p.m., you might have been like too late to get in. Um, like if you got in just a little bit late, you would have missed that group photo opportunity because um, as soon as they were done taking the photos, the group photos, they just left. Like if you missed that photo, like let's say you got there at one o'clock, you lined up for two hours. And then by the time you got into the building to look for the where to line up for the group photo, like Unbi could have been gone already. AB6 could have been gone. I know like AB6, they didn't really have a lot of people take photos with them. I think they only had like, if, if uh, they, they sent out a Google Drive with like all the group photos in it. I think AB6 only had like six group photos in there. So, um, you know, six to 10. So that you know that they're, they like they took their photos and they were gone. So if you had a, you know, I, I can't, I don't even know. Like, I wonder how many people who were stuck outside in the VIP check-in line were AB6 fans and couldn't get their photo with AB6. Because, you know, I feel bad that a lot, a lot there that they didn't have a lot of fans taking pictures with them, right? But the other case could be that they were stuck outside. That's just the way it was. So uh, I do know that a lot of people missed their, missed their photo with Unbi, AB6, um, and Monster X, and possibly Ivan Kravity as well. Yeah, that... That line was disgusting. Like I followed the the UBS Arena email. Like I think I even messaged you about it on the day of, and you said just go at noon. <laughs> so I think I showed up just after twelve thirty or just before one, and I saw you in the line, and then I got to the back, and. My experience in the back was uh, the organizers didn't really know what they were doing because they would send a person in saying, are you VIPA? Are you VIPA? When did you buy your ticket? Did you buy it before we changed it or after? And then just mass confusion. So... <laughs> well, I mean, that it, 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 it kind of makes sense, like... They have to ask that because they sold a VIP package from before they changed it. And then after they, after they changed it, they had three separate VIP packages, but they only had one line for everything. So like, do you blame the poor staff who's trying to organize things or the people who uh, set that up in the first place? Like, shouldn't that be, shouldn't the onus be on the organizer to prepare two or three lines for the check-in? And maybe have something a little bit more uh, streamlined the process to make it easier for okay if you you know if you're in if you're uh, if you had purchased the originals uh, VIP you go in this line if you're a VIP A or B you go in this line if you're you know if you're A you're in this line if you're B and C you go in that line whatever the case may be like uh, the problem I don't I don't blame the staff like I don't I don't think it's their fault that things got you know messed up there but how, how long did you wait in line because i got there at about 12 like 12 20 12 15 12 20 p.m and i still waited like 45 minutes at least 45 minutes to an hour and i got there just after 12 
just before 1230. I think I got out around around 2.30 or 3. So it took, it, it took you like an hour and a half? It, it was a long wait. Oh, okay. So Yeah, because they kept calling up all those people who were VIPA, and some of those people didn't speak English, so it took longer to, to process them. So yeah, it's a lot of. So when 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 I say that, like some people told, I've heard that some people waited two hours. I I guess that's not really like hyperbole. I guess people really did wait two to two and a half hours. Because I imagine if they if you got there like around one or just before one, anybody who got there after one, they're waiting longer than you. They're not waiting less time than you. You know what I mean? Like I got there. I waited 45 minutes to an hour. You got there like half an hour after me and you waited an hour and a half at least. So you're saying, uh, so if somebody got there half an hour after you, they could have been waiting there for two and a half hours. Yeah, I, I think if the late the later you showed up, the, the worse it got. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's why I know that so many people miss their, their photo. Yeah, I, I think, I, I'm not blaming the staff, but I, I think it's just that whoever up in the organizational level and the logistics level probably should have thought this a little more uh, thoroughly because putting everyone in the same line and then picking out certain people who may be in the back who have a different package than everyone else just kind of slows the process down well the you know the underestimated thing with any business is the logistics and you see it time and time again with these k-pop concerts these new these new music festivals these new k-pop festivals these new uh anything like these new promoters um you'll see it more often than not where these guys you know they 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 think it's like so easy to just start a concert. You just, you know, you just book a venue, you, you pay the artists, they, you, you get their, you get their um, lodging and then you fly them over and then they perform on stage and you make money, right? It's not that easy. I mean, there's a lot of logistics that go into, um, you know, making sure that this happens without a hitch. And when you move from one VIP package, which is just like one set of, uh, benefits to three VIP packages, all with their own set of benefits. You're tripling the amount of logistic work that you have to do. And it's just like, you can tell that, um, it, like I knew that the concert wouldn't have a problem, but when they announced that the meet and greet photo was going to have a group of five, that's when the bells you know, the fire alarm started ringing in my head. Like, I think there's going to be an issue with this VIP situation. Um, because it's not, it's not easy to organize uh, an event. So, um, I mean, yeah, like the VIP, just everything about the VIP was a mess. And we, we've just only started. Yeah, I mean, just to go past the actual check-in, once we got into the building, you know, and... We met up with everyone that we knew. The other issue was, where was the back of the line? Because no one knew. I mean... Yeah, yeah. so, okay, like, let me let me preface this by saying the, the staff at UBS Arena are some of the most pleasant people that I've 
ever, you know, spoken with as far as venue staff goes. Like they are so friendly. They are so, you know, kind and they tried to be helpful, but it was clear that they did not receive good instruction because they kind of were trying to take care of things on their own, but they didn't really know what had to be done, if that makes sense. So these lines were like all over the place. Like the Ive line, there was like three of them. And then like, we didn't know which one was the back of the line. And then was it a snake? Was it three different lines? Was Where did it start? Where did it end? People were just like going from one side to the other side. And then if you were in the Ive line, like they didn't explain to us how the group photos were going to go. They didn't give us like a schedule or anything. And like one of the people that we met in the line, they had, you know, done what I wanted to do, which was purchase the IVE meet and greet and the Unbi meet and greet. And at the time it's like, we didn't know that Unbi was going to go first. And then like somehow he heard it from somebody, maybe somebody else that he knew was in the Unbi line and that they were already going in. And he had, he left the Ive line and made it just in time for Unbi to be like the last one to take pictures with her. But imagine if you didn't know anybody in that Unbi line and you were just waiting in the Ive line like me. Like if I was just waiting in the Ive line and I had no idea that Unbi was already doing her meet and greet um, and, you know, like as soon as that she was done, she was leaving. And if, if once she had left, I would not be able to see her and take the picture with her, I would have been very upset. That's why I said like in hindsight, it was better that I only got the Ive meet and greet because it was like very chaotic. Like it was, they didn't really tell us like how it was going to happen. They just said, come here at this time and wait in line. And then like, you know, you just waited and just hoped for the best essentially. Yeah. And because there was no schedule, we assumed, I guess, that it would actually start on time. But I think, I think it was like an hour, hour and a half delay, right? No, I think it started on time. I'm pretty sure it started on time. It's just that the other artists went first. They didn't do all the artists at the same time. They did, um, they did like AB6, Unbi, Monster X. They did those first. And then after that, then they did Gravity and Ive. That's why that's why we ended up waiting in line for a, a, quite a long time. So it felt like a delay, but not really. Mm, I would say so. Okay. Oh. <laughs> just just thinking about it just brings back some some bad memories but uh, <laughs> honestly yeah. like i was okay i was okay with the line like you know i got there on time i waited the hour to check in and then i got inside the building waited the two hours or an hour and a half to go you know through the lines of finally meet i and uh yeah this is where this is where the big thing happens is like once we get to the front of the line they're telling uh, they start bringing in 10 people at a time and immediately i'm thinking like wait a second are they bringing in 10 people so that five people can go in and five people can um five people will wait and then the next 10 will go in but you know i didn't really want to risk that 
chance. So I started organizing the line to make sure that we had five and five, if that made sense. Um, but yeah, like as soon as we got there, you know, as I had mentioned earlier, the the advertisement clearly stated that the group photos will be done in groups of five. And when we got to the front of the line, yep, it was clear that they had changed it without notifying anybody that the group photos were now groups of 10. Yep. And I think we were lucky that we had our, our group of five and we were able to help two guys move up so that we could still be in our group of five so that I think we were a bit lucky in that case, but yeah, it, it should have been five. It wasn't luck. It was, uh, it was my machinations that, uh, led to that outcome. But, um, you know, it was the worst possible outcome because I had a feeling that something like that might happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, the meet and greet itself was kind of terrible. Like already I was very down because like, originally as a group of five and suddenly it's a group of 10. So like, there's like, you know, much less, you know, the group photo is going to be much more crowded, right? It's going to be full of people that you don't know. Like our group photo, there's like five other people that I don't know. Well, actually, yeah, technically, I guess I do know one of the guys cause we had spoken to each other in the line, but, um, you know, not only that, but it's like, you know, you have less time to speak to the members. It's less of a meet and greet and more of a, you know, you know, rush your way in, sit you, sit your ass down, take the photo and leave situation, if that makes sense. So it's not not a meet and greet and a photo. It's just a photo, right? So it wasn't really a great experience. Although, you know, it was cool to see Ive and take a photo with them, even, you know, because like that might never happen again. Like when is, <laughs> like how often will Ive actually go out, do a, do a concert and take photos with fans like this could be the first and only time that they ever do that in the United States. So in hindsight, you know, in hindsight, like it was a terrible experience, but at least I did it. For me, it went by so fast. It's like, get in the room, you see them, you don't have time to even process what you're, you're seeing or, or doing. And yeah, it's like, take a picture, get out. He's like, and I remember that one guy in the line after we took the picture, he's like, we got ripped off. <laughs> he was so mad. Yeah, he was he was very angry because not, you know, for him, he was at the end. He ended up being at the end of the the group photo, which, you know, is like technically the, you know, if there was a worse spot, he was in the worst spot. Um, and like, even for me, like, because of the way that it was, I wasn't even able to say anything to Liz. I wanted to like talk to Liz and try to play like rock, paper, scissors with her again, or cham, 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 like from, um, from KCON. I, cause you know, I played with her at, at KCON at the high touch. So I was hoping that I could get the chance to play rock, paper, scissors, you know, give her that rematch, let her try to, you know, reclaim her, her pride. Right. <laughs> but I didn't even get to talk to Liz at all. I didn't even get to wave to her. She was so far away just because of the way that it was like, they were like rushing to sit you down. I didn't even get to go to that side. At least like, like for like, who was there? Um, I think it was Isa. 
Esau, yeah, it was Esau, Liz, and Eugene. Like that, they were, those were the three on the right side, I believe. And then I didn't even get to say anything to them at all because they were just like so far from me. But at least like, again, like my my bias is Gal, and I was able uh, like the way I had set it up was that all, uh, there was five of us in our group, and you know I knew everybody and who their bias was, and we all had a different bias. So I had set it up so that we would go in and sit in front of the member who is our bias. So yeah, I got to sit in front of Gal. I was like right next to Gal and um, Won Young and um, Ray was there too. And I was able to, you know, make very extended eye contact with Gal. And I was a little bit disappointed because in the group photo, I was like thinking, oh, should I try to make a heart with Gal for this photo? And I wasn't sure. And then, you know, I, I hesitated. They took the photo and then I looked at the photo and then Gal is like making a heart, like half of a heart, like next to me. And then like I, I should have just like reached and made the heart and completed the heart. But now she's just left hanging and I was a little bit sad about that. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Next time I see Gal, I'll, I'll need to make a heart with her. I don't remember most of it because, again, it just went through a blur. All I remember was like bowing to the big dog pretty much. Acknowledge me! And then I just sat down and was like, what the hell's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, for you, you you have very few group photo experiences. So, like, it must be even more of a blur, right? Was that your first group photo? Uh, no, that was my first uh, K-pop group photo. I, I've done it in Japan before. <laughs> We're not talking about Japan's very different. Um, you know, like, the two shots over there are very different. Um, over here, it's like uh, animal, like, you're just, like, uh, herded like animals. Um, down the line and, uh, you know, sit down, get up, get out. <laughs> Those are K-pop groups, at least in the United States, because it might be different in Korea. I, actually, I don't think they do photos in Korea. So that's another reason why, like, you know, being able to take a photo with Ive is, uh, you know, such a special thing. You know what I mean? But you got to sit in front of the big dog and get a picture with her. And you could, like... It was taken in such a way that you could crop it and make it your wallpaper. <laughs> that, that is true. I mean, at least the way that we were sitting, because we were in the front row and we took, well, we basically took the front row. But the way that we planned it out is definitely very editable if you wanted to make it that way. So what I believe you were trying to say is thank you. Thank you? You're welcome. So the expectations of VIP definitely did not re meet the realities. That's what I'm getting from, from our conversation. Well, this is just the start. This is just the start of the VIP. We've only checked in. We've only taken the group photo. We haven't even gotten into the, the stage check. We haven't even gone to the concert. We haven't even gotten into the send-off. We've just started. It's already been a mess. At, at this point... The VIP did not meet what we were expecting at this point. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, you know, we were lucky. We were lucky we got to take a picture. It could have been much, much worse. We could have been at the end of the, the photo. We could have missed the photo. Like, we, we were very lucky. Very, very lucky to have been able to actually even get in the photo. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, back like it's not really luck, but it feels like luck because like so many people didn't make it. Yeah, I saw 
on Twitter after the event ended is like, so many sad people, so many angry people. Yeah. I would have been, I would have been, yeah, I would have been so upset if I wasn't able to get the photo with Ive. Or Unbi. Or anyone. I mean, I, get, I didn't get the photo with Unbi, but if I had paid for it and didn't get it, I would be very upset. For sure. So let's just say that the gods of K-pop were with us on that particular day and gave us the opportunity to get a photo with Ive, even though it wasn't exactly as advertised. As somebody who you know, has attended K-pop concerts for decades and... You know, I've attended like I attended like 38 concerts last year. I'm on course to attend like 40 something concerts this year. The experience in in going to K-pop concerts definitely makes a difference because I I'm pretty sure the people who didn't have a good time are the people who didn't really know what to expect and didn't really have like a plan. You know what I mean? Like if you are going if, if you went to a crazy K-pop super concert and you were just like being led around you probably would have been fucked. Like you have to kind of go in there and know what you're trying to do, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the, we've gone through the check-in. We've, we've finished the photo. Is there anything else you wanted to add about that? Nothing about the photo. Cause I think we've pretty much covered that. We didn't get what we were expecting. Yeah. So I guess the next thing was the stage check, which actually went, uh, it actually went well. And it wasn't them just looking at the stage and walking off, right? It was an actual sound check, right? Yeah, they they, they didn't they didn't go on stage, look at the stage for two minutes, and walk off. They actually all the artists came on one by one, and they performed like three songs each, and it was great. It was actually amazing. You know, like everything in regards to the performances were actually, for the most part, like well done. Like, uh, there was no audio issues. There was no lighting issues. There were no, um, microphone issues. Like everything went off pretty well. And what was your favorite, uh, stage check performance or did you enjoy it all? I mean, I enjoyed it all. Like I, like I said, I'm a, I, I do like all the groups that had come. Um, but you know, I'm there for Ive. I'm there for Ive. I'm there for Unbi. And I was very happy to see them, you know, like, I had seen Unbi before, but then when she, that was when she was in Eyes One. So to see her solo, uh, especially after like the hype that she's been getting after the Water Bomb performances, it's just been it's you know it's really cool to see her again, like after her popularity has grown so much, and um, like even her song Underwater at the time made it back into the Melon Top Hundred uh again <laughs> like the third or fourth time made it back into the melon top 100 and um you know she just she just came out with a new song which was the flash which is also like i really love that song actually i think it might be one of her best if not the best solo song she's come out with so far um so it was really great to see that and you know i mean ives ive like all their songs are so good it's like insane like Title track, B-side, like they could have performed in trash bags, like potato sacks. And, and, you know, if they're performing their songs, I'm going to be happy. So it was just like, it was amazing. It was just like, it was great that the stage check was actually a thing that was good. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I wasn't expecting it much either because I think you were just discussing what the hell do you mean by stage check? And yeah, pleasant surprise. Uh, again, I am actually familiar with all the male groups on this roster. So I wasn't in the dark. Or maybe except for Gravity. But the other groups, I wasn't too in the dark. So I knew what songs they were singing. I mean, I couldn't really hear them very well because of all the screaming around me. But <laughs> it, it was good. And it was my only real opportunity to see these artists like on stage up close because of where I was sitting. So I, I was pretty thankful for that. They, 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 we didn't go to our assigned seat, which was kind of bad for me because I was front row, but it was good for Greg because he was able to get closer, but they let us in and filled us up row by row. So, which was good for the people who had the group photos first like if you were uh, if you took a photo with unbi or ab6 or Cra uh, or uh, Moss x i mean and you you did yours first you could have gotten in line to get onto the floor for the stage check in front of all the ive and gravity fans so those are the people who were able to get in the front but um yeah i mean it was uh, the the stage check was really good it was like uh i don't know it was like an hour it may have been Maybe 45 minutes, because oh, there was like five artists, and they all did three songs each. Yep. And uh, I did notice uh, with this particular stage check, uh, security was on the ball, because there were people with their arms up trying to record the damn thing, and security was like shutting that down real fast. <laughs> I don't even understand why they don't allow phones for the stage checks or sound checks, but I mean, it doesn't really matter to me uh, unless like you're going for some type of interaction. But sometimes, yeah, I mean, like I'm on, I'm, uh, I can understand both sides. Like I, I, I would like to record it, but I also don't mind not recording it. You know, just like it's nice to see everybody just like enjoy the concert with their own eyes. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it was a good experience, the stage check. Yes, I think. That was probably the only real positive thing about the VIP uh, if you missed your your photo op. I mean, at least you got that as a consolation prize. You might have been in the back, but at least you got to see the stage check. But, yeah. Uh, Did you have a performance of the stage check that you really enjoyed? Um, Not really. Because uh, I, I know that with stage checks, they're not really giving their all. It's more like fan service. Uh, I just like being able to be that close because I knew my real view was much less than, than what the stage check gave me. I, I think of it as like a bonus performance. I guess it's not really bonus because you paid for it. But I mean, they get to they perform three extra songs. That's pretty nice. And it's very casual too, so... It, that that was also a real good you like you're you're not they're not really uh putting on their stage face yet so that that's pretty cool right right but now that we've got the stage check out of the way let's go to the actual concert itself so the way that uh, crazy k-pop super concert was structured it gave each artist around half an hour each so uh, the equivalent of about five songs to perform plus an MC, a couple of mc breaks 
and that was basically it. So the concert wasn't very, very long, like a normal show. So I think they went in order of what's on the, or what was on the ticket. I think, uh, who was first? Was it AB6 who was first? Or is it Gravity? So it went by seniority, right? Yep. Okay, so it was Gravity, AB6, Quantum uh, B, Ive, and then the two members of Monster X. I I, th- I think maybe Ive could be. Um, I I don't know if Unbi debuted solo before Ive did, but I mean it just makes sense that Ive would be after Unbi though. I, I think Ive was like the co-headliner, right? Because Monster X was the last group. Right. Right. So. Yep. Uh, so give me your thoughts on these mini sets and your highlights and any possible low points that you may have experienced during the show. So I kind of like the way that they set it up um, where they had, like, as you said, like half an hour and then like a little break in between uh, because it gave, it gave you a little time to like rest in between artists. Um, the MCs, I mean, they had like, uh they had like actual MCs come up and um a couple of YouTubers ask the artist questions and stuff like that. I mean it was all fluff. It didn't, you know, really matter. I'm sure it was nice for the YouTubers who were on stage. Um but you know like I, I don't know if as fans that was particularly anything interesting. But the performances themselves were great. Um you know like because I was sitting next to some fans who were, uh, you know, closer to the middle that were mainly there for the boy groups. I was able to ask them like, Hey, can we swap places when I was on stage and they swapped with me? It was great. Um, but yeah, like being able to see all those performances so close, uh, it was just, it was really great. Um, I don't have any issues with the way that the concert started or what happened. I mean, it, it, did like i don't know if they like rushed something but it did end earlier than it was scheduled to end i think they like reduced the length of time in between the sets and i think the artists may have also gotten like a little bit less time than they were supposed to get or i'm not really sure what had happened actually i didn't like do the math but like it ended like half an hour to an hour before like it was scheduled to end yeah it it felt very abrupt when it ended well that's a different case hmm. oh well we at least got what we paid for with the concert i yeah, guess yeah i mean they they, they all still performed yeah. like five or six songs so um it was still you know a good a good show the thing that was weird was like so basically like the artists go on they introduce themselves they perform they introduce themselves they perform more songs they do like an mc thing an mc segment um, there might have been three MC segments in total, plus all the songs that they perform. And then, like right before their last song, they'll say like, "This is our last song." And then they'll, you know, um, insa. I, I, in Korean, it's insa. I, I don't in English. I guess it's like their their farewell. Um, like they'll say goodbye. Um, and then they will leave. Like right after the song is over, so it's like. Okay, that works for like the first four groups, but then Monster X, who is the last performer, like, 
you know, they they perform their first song, they introduce themselves, they perform some more songs, they did the MC, they perform some more songs, they and then they finally said their, you know, their last their last greeting. Um, their their farewell. And then they say, All right, we're we're Monster X. And then they perform their last song and they just get off. And then that's it. N- nothing else happened. Like the lights turned on and like, okay, time to leave. So it was kind of awkward because it like ended very abruptly like that. Yeah, because I was kind of expecting like all the artists come back on stage, do a final bow, you know, wave to the crowd and then we get that happy ending. That didn't happen. Yeah, I mean that's that's what should have happened. That's what a like a, like a KCON does. I don't know about these other music festivals. Like that's what Head in the Clouds does. Um, it's just weird. It was very weird. And the only thing that I the only thing that I could think of, well, this is kind of going to going to bleed into the next thing is. The only thing I can think of is like, as soon as the artist was done performing, they just left. Like they didn't even stay. They just left, went straight back to their hotel or whatever, or took the, in the case of Ive, they just went straight to the airport. Yep. (laughs) So before we get to the after concert portion, I'm just going to cover what I liked. And that is Gravity. So I was actually impressed by Gravity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Gravity is the real deal. I've been a fan of Gravity since uh, their debut, so I'm happy that you like them. Were they at the KCON Rookies concert last year? They were. They were. Okay, so maybe I wasn't paying attention because of the uh, the girl groups at KCON that year. Lights, Light Sum and Stacy were pretty overwhelming. Yes. But now that I've seen Gravity, like, do a mini set and i've actually listened to their songs i'm interested in them yeah they have great music i really like gravity and of course ab6 i like so we'll pass on that well about ab6 like i feel i I do have uh, something to say about that like um i don't know if it was just me that had this feeling but i felt like i felt like they were a little bit down and i've you know like after I had heard about what had happened, like after the con, it was like after the fact already, like after the concert was done. Cause when they were watching the performance, it felt like they were, they didn't have as much energy as I expected. And I know their songs are more of an R and B style, kind of like that slow loving kind of music, right? Uh, that bed music. Um, but it still felt like they didn't have a ton of energy. And then after hearing what had happened at their meet and greet portion, where like they barely had any fans show up, I think they maybe had like 50 people in total. Um, I can kind of see why they might have been a little bit down. You know, this this is just me speculating. You know, it could have just been they were tired, jet lag, you know, how it is traveling 13 hours uh, from Korea. Um, but, um, you know, Dehi even mentioned like you know i hope next year you know this year i hope we had more fan we have you know we this year we have more fans than last year i hope next year we can have more fans than this year something like that along those lines so uh it really put into like uh i i kind of like realized like oh maybe i wonder if he was referencing referencing the the meet and greet a little bit earlier but um yeah it was it was a little bit sad to see like 
not a lot of support for AB6 from the audience. Yeah, I can see that could possibly be disheartening for them. Well, they're also, yeah, they're also kind of from a small label and their music is, um, again, it's not like a traditional K-pop music. They're more of an R&B group. Yeah, so that that's probably why I like them because I grew up in R&B. So they're they're perfectly within my wheelhouse. I love their music, yeah. And also like two of the members in AB6 were like two of my top three in Produce 101 for or 101. So I really like AB6. I can't really say enough about AB6. Like I'm not going to sound like a fangirl or anything, but I do enjoy their music a lot. And uh, yeah, they're they're really good performers. Like I think I've seen them at KCON twice already so i mean and uh, i know what to expect from them when they're when they're on their game so oh true yeah i have seen them at kcon a bunch of times soon yeah yeah. so for me of course unbi and i've uh unbi actually has crazy stage presence like she pretty much owned that stage by herself Uh, i was actually really surprised that just the level of crowd control that she had. I didn't realize that she was already at that level, considering that her solo career is rather short. Yeah, but I mean, also, like, she had originally debuted, like, when she was 15, which was, like, what, 10, 12 years ago? Um, and then she went through the whole Produce one, uh, Produce 48 situation. And then, you know, she was the, le- she was the leader of Eyes 1 for two and a half to three years, you know, if you include the the time in between, uh, the the show and the the debut, right? So, and then she's been solo for almost two years now, so it has it has been, you know, she's had a long career already. So I I wasn't surprised at all, especially like, you know, I, I've <laughs> I've done my fair share of research. For sure. Yeah, you know the water bomb. <laughs> lots of lots of research for science. Mm-hmm. I was really happy actually with Unbi's set list <clears throat> because she did like she did every song that I wanted her to do and she also did like a B-side off of her new uh, single which I was not expecting but it was like very pleasantly surprised that she did so like she did all her title tracks like, I was really happy to see Door live her debut single uh, she did Glitch, she did Underwater, she did The Flash, she did, and she did Beautiful Night. Um, it was just a really great set list. Um, really, really uh, happy with the Unbi, uh, her performance at the concert. Yeah, Beautiful Night was actually, that's almost like a perfect concert song. Because that, that can really uh, encourage interaction with the crowd and... If you arrange it properly, you can do a whole bunch of really cool stuff with the crowd. It was great. Yeah. She was running running from one side of the stage, hyping up that side, running to the other side, hyping up that side. I got some great interaction with her. Um, yeah, it was just awesome. Yep. They definitely agree that it was a, a strong set. And going to Ive, that was the only... I guess major reason I was in New York for this thing. 
yeah, they did all their title tracks and, and everything. And I didn't get to see them at KCON because I didn't go to KCON. So this was my, my only opportunity to see them until hopefully they do their world tour in the U.S. But yeah, it it was everything uh, I expected them to be. Uh, they definitely <laughs> are... They definitely are an unreal-looking group in person. Um, yeah, Juan Young is definitely an android. I think almost on ESPA level android. But <laughs> yeah, really good show. And yeah, I, I don't, I didn't see any negatives in their set at all. No, they had they they put together the perfect set, and. Uh, you know, like you watch K if you watch like a lot of K-pop, especially live, if you watch like live K-pop, um, you, you start to recognize like the different levels. <laughs> I don't know how to put it without being offensive, but there's like different levels of like quality in performances and Ives' performance at this 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 random K-pop concert in New York, where they just performed five or I, it was like five or six songs. I can't remember exactly, um, but their performance was like just off, you know, through the roof, like another level. Um, it was just an amazing the intensity of their their dancing, the. Um, the facial expressions that they're giving the looks into the audience members eyes like everything was at the highest level for ives performance and like there's there's um you know there's clearly a reason why ive is one of the top groups in korea right now like ive new jeans idol those are the top three groups those are the top three girl groups in korea right now um in my opinion and you know i've seen all three of them this year multiple like uh i've seen new jeans at Lollapalooza. i've seen idol a couple of times this year i saw them last year obviously as well um and then you know this is my first time seeing i've as a group and i do think that i've is on another level as performers versus the previous two um although now that I think about it, we did mention in the last episode that Idol, they, they had an insanely good K-pop, uh, a K-Con performance this year. And also their tour this year was also better than last year as far as performances go. So, um, I mean, yeah, you, 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 all three of those groups are amazing performers, but I was really, really, really impressed with I've their intensity when they're on stage. And it's not, yeah, and it's not just, it's not intensity like... Um, like um like they are you know kind of like i don't i don't know like is it like forcing moves or is it like just like going really hard it's not it's, like, it's not that kind of intensity it's like um it's like a like a presence it's like the way that it's like um i had mentioned in the last episode about kcon 
about like how Taman, Taman's dancing was like on another level. That's how I kind of felt about like Ive as performers. Like they're they were on another level with that their their movements and uh, just their their stage presence essentially was very intense. Not that their um, their dancing was like overly intense, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I got that from from them. I think it's just that their aura, the way that they're they've been projected in all of their songs actually does reflect when you see them live like it's not there's no difference between what you see on the screen and what you see on the stage it's better what you see on the stage though because <laughs> when you when you see it on the screen it's like okay this is great but then when you see it on the stage it's like wow now i get it i get it now you know what i mean like i really like i've was not I mean, honestly, like as far as like the the girls go, the group itself, like they were not, um, uh, like I wasn't my top, like in my top five, like as far as K-pop girl groups go. But after seeing them live, I mean, I saw them live at KCON and I saw them live again at Crazy K-pop Super Concert. And yeah, I mean, they, they broke into my top five now. They're just like such amazing performers i mean their music's already like top three for me but just as a group overall like yeah they're they're in my top five now it was just a lot it was like it was a life-changing set honestly yeah for me i've i think if i wasn't on the bill i probably wouldn't have come to new york so they rank pretty high for me probably like top three but yeah i was really really pleased with with their performance um i the only thing that i could find strange about their set was the mc because uh, i was re-watching their set before we recorded this podcast and yeah that that mc was awkward as fuck I, that, that wasn't a very good mc i don't know if it was because the translations were were incorrect or if the questions didn't really was it with the youtubers yeah it was with the youtubers so that's probably why it's just that the it didn't feel like a a smooth interview it it felt kind of weird and awkward in my opinion so like i'm i'm familiar with one of the youtubers um and i kind of know who the other one is i don't remember their names off the top of my head but I, I have watched their youtube videos before and um i'm not sure like how big of k-pop fans they actually are so you know that could be like part of the situation also like i'm not really sure how much experience they have like emceeing in front of like ten thousand people so that could also be part of the equation and you know obviously the the language barrier Although one of them is Korean, so I, I you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. It just, I think throughout the entire concert, uh, for for every act, I, I, I didn't really care for the MC portions at all. It just didn't feel like a smooth transition from performance to MC back to performance. It just could have done without them. I feel like there was a reason that they had the youtubers there 
but I am not like um I feel like it might be like a connection type of thing like the person who either organized the concert um knows somebody who knows somebody or maybe he knows them directly and he wants to like hook them up with this kind of cool gig uh, that's kind of the vibe that I got you, you know how it is with like um you know East Asian mentality I, I don't think it's necessarily limited to like Korean people and it definitely happens in the West as well um where like you know the people who are better off, will try to support their friends who are not as well off. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like you're helping your friends climb up the corporate ladder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's definitely something that happens. And that's, you know, I don't view it negatively unless it's like nepotism. But um, in this case, I don't really have a problem with it. But that's kind of the vibe that I got with like, why even have MCs asking the artists these questions? Like, you don't need them. That's just like, I mean, you, I, I bet they probably weren't paid. And if they were, you know, I don't know how much they were paid. But I don't know. I don't know what that situation was like, but, you know, it, was, it wasn't really necessary. I agree. It could have just been another song that the artist could have done during that time. But it is what it is. I didn't have any, I personally didn't have any issues with anything. I was fine with MCs. I just found them weird. Okay. But that, <laughs> whatever. Um, lastly, Monster X, those, uh, the two gentlemen from Monster X. Uh, I actually recognized all the songs. Yeah. Yeah. They have great music. Yeah. I think they did perform some Monster X songs. Yeah. 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 They have their own songs, but I think they did perform a couple of Monster X songs too. Um, I don't really remember the set list, to be honest. I just remembered, like, I recognized all the songs. And the screaming in my section. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I, I would say... My God. I would say there was... Um, the majority of the audience at that uh, concert was uh, Mon Babies, which is, like, Mons X's um, fan club. Okay. That explains that long-ass line I saw uh, when we were in line for the VIP. Because I didn't know who's... Uh, Whose fan club that was? <laughs> it was it was probably uh, Mons X, the Mon Babies. Okay, totally makes sense. And uh, as you mentioned, their set ended very abruptly. It's like, well, their set ended. <laughs> their set ended the same way that everybody else's set ended, but they're like the last performer, so that's what made it kind of weird. Well, I was expecting them to say, you know. You know, do the last song and then say uh, bye bye or something like that. They didn't say that. Did they? Yeah, they did. But they did it before their performance, right? Not after. Everyone, everyone did it before their performance. Okay, I, I don't know. I was just expecting them as the last act to, you know, say, but if they were indeed the last act on stage, and everyone went home, and it was like, you know, thanks for coming, have a good night, see ya, and then walk off the stage. I don't think they were given any instruction to do that. I think I I bet I'm sure they would have if somebody asked them to do it. Let's get to the last problem of VIP, which I did not participate in uh, because I was VIP B. And I had the VIP A, which included the brand new 
you know they they have it in like if you look at the graphic that they prepared and then like it's like bold like they they put like a star and that says new and then next to it the send-off um yeah so right after the concert um you know we received an email they they said check your email for you know vipa check your email uh and then the email it said the send off you know if you're gonna be doing the send off go to this section and then we went up all of us took the escalator we all lined up in this like really like huge it was like i guess it's like the the upper level of the um uh it's the upper level of the arena where there is like um you know well people walk to and from like their seats right so it was up there and they had like a uh, like a rope barrier they like roped it off so that the artist uh could come out the door walk down all the way it was it, it was a very long way they actually they actually had a really nice setup for the send-off because even although they were probably like, I don't know, there was a lot of people there, maybe like a thousand people uh, that had the the sound check, obviously the VIPA for the exclusive send-off. We were all fit into there like two to three rows at most. So it was a very long, they set it up really nicely where it was a very long like goodbye, like a, like a, a walk-off runway type of thing you know what i'm trying to explain here yeah yeah you're totally explaining it like i can imagine it in my head similar to like um you have the crowd and then there's a long walk so that everyone could yeah, see yeah 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 and it's basically like the like the pathway the pathways like in any arena where you're going around looking at the flu the food and stuff right so like they sectioned off like half of that for the crowd, like all the way down. And then the other half is for like the artists who just walk down and wave and say goodbye, right? So we were waiting there for like half an hour. And then Unbi comes out. And Unbi is like waving to everybody. She's there with her dancers. She waves to everybody. She's, you know, she's walking along at a brisk pace. It wasn't necessarily fast or slow, but she, you know, you got to see her. I was able to you know, see her for a good 10, 15 seconds. And, um, you know, she, she walked by and then she made it through the end and then she left. And then we waited there for like another 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20, um, overall, like 45 minutes in total. And like some, like one of the staff members comes out and tells, starts telling everybody, all right, that's it. Everybody's gone. <laughs> <laughs> time to time to go home and then and then everyone was just like what what happened and it's like yeah the art the artist already went home uh you'll have to speak to the organizer they'll be reaching out with um <laughs> they'll be reaching out with the next steps and uh thanks for coming everybody and like i had mentioned earlier like the ubs staff are great they're very friendly very kind um, but they can only do what they've been told to do, right? And um, yeah, the artists had gone home. And apparently one of my friends 
who was a Gravity fan, I went up to her and asked her like, oh, I mean, I was talking to her. I was like, oh, man, did you hear what they said? They just said that everybody went home already. And then and then she was like, yeah, I saw that Gravity is already doing um, – well, I think she said VLive, but I know that VLive doesn't exist anymore. So whatever, they were doing a live stream already from their hotel room. Like they started the live stream like 10, 15 minutes before they actually even t- told us that the <laughs> that everybody went home already. So, you know, the fact that Gravity was already live streaming from their hotel room while the send-off was happening can only mean that they had left like almost immediately after their set was done. Right. And then like later that night, like I've started posting airport pictures, airplane pictures rather, that they were in the airplane. And I was like, wait, so that means they went straight to the airport from the concert. <laughs> so like, I mean, like, Mon- like I'm sure Monster X left right away. AB6 left right away. Wouldn't be like the only real one that actually stayed for the send off. But the only thing that I can think of is that the artists just were not told or the person told somebody to tell the artists who may have told a manager, but not the manager that would tell, you know, explain it properly. Whatever happened there, the, 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 <laughs> the, you know, that line, of, that, that line of commands, did not go through except to anyone but Unbi, and which I assume is only because she's a solo artist and there's probably not a lot of like ears. You know, it's like a game of telephone, right? There's not a lot of ears for this message to go through. It probably just goes to one person and it goes to Unbi, and she's like, okay, I'll stay, <laughs> right? For like everybody else, it's probably like this person tells that person and then that person tells another person and that person tells another person and then that person tells the artist and then all throughout these people telling the next person, the next person, the next person, that message might have gotten jumbled up. Maybe like, maybe it started out as, hey, you need to stay for after the concert so you could do the send off with the people who paid for it to, hey, after the concert, you can just go home. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's terrible. So that's send-off was um, like waving goodbye to Unbi and that was it. So could you imagine the <laughs> the grievances that the people who have been our Gravity fans or Monster X fans or um, um, who am I missing? AB6 fans like yeah, especially the Mazda X fans because there was a lot of them. There's a lot of Mon babies there. They were really upset. And, um, you know, I'm sure like a lot of the I fans are also Unbi fans because like, you know, like of Eyes 1. So I don't think they were like, I mean, yeah, I was, I was upset that I couldn't see Ive. But I was upset just in general because like they didn't deliver what they promised. Oh, yeah. They, they totally under delivered on that for sure and it's like is it is it a blame game i mean not really yeah i mean yeah but it's also like they just didn't do a good job <laughs> like some somebody didn't deliver the message properly is is what i'm guessing so like, who do you blame? Do you do you blame the first person that tried to deliver the message, or you do, do blame this whoever was in the middle? 
you, you blame who do you blame here i mean that's why that's why i say it's like it's, it's a blame game but like what it comes down to is you promised you promised a, a service and you didn't deliver so yeah i mean i got my refunds i know a lot of people accepted a refund um but yeah it wasn't a great vip experience so concert good vip bad yep but i still got the picture with ive so i'm happy uh, i hope that yeah others other people like you uh followed through and you know complained and got their money back because that's totally a ripoff yeah but you know it is what it is first year first year event um hopefully they've learned from it if they're going to continue to do more crazy k-pop super concerts um and if you're hiring i will be happy to uh you know make sure your shit gets done properly do you have any other thoughts on crazy k-pop super concert before we close out the podcast um i don't think so i mean i believe that we were very detailed about like how it happened how it went down what could have been better what could have been you know how it could have been worse and um you know what went wrong because i'm pretty sure you know it's all just speculation but i have an inkling feeling that um that I'm, i'm right in some way you know what i mean like i may not be completely right but I don't think I'm completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know what else I could say. I mean, I think I got half of my value from the VIP. And that, I think the, the concert made up for most of whatever disappointment I experienced pre-concert. So I'd say it's yeah, pretty good. I haven't even be almost like forgave all, washed away all the sins of Crazy K-pop Super Concert. They almost washed away all the sins until, until uh, that send off. So if there's nothing else, I think we can say goodbye. So thank you people for listening to our thoughts about this event. Thank you very much. And we'll see you in the next episode.